Taste of Country Nights with Evan Paul on demand, episode 53 with Little Big Town. We found uh, Little Big Town had American kids on hold from yep. Kenny Chesney. Yep. Uh, why'd y'all let that one go? We had heard that Kenny really wanted that song, and I... I think as soon as we heard that, we could envision him singing it. That like, sounds like him. It's like a Kenny uh-huh. Chesney song, yeah. you know? Interesting. So, and some people would say, well, y'all are stupid for doing, <laughs> for doing that. But I don't know. We just follow our guts on, on gut on things like that. It, it was... It was interesting to watch it fly up the charts, though. And, <laughs> and Man, talk about a fun time. Getting all of Little Big Town together for an interview in one studio is always a lot of fun. We had a lot to talk about. As you can imagine, laughs were had and a good time was had by all. Hop on in here. Thank you for listening to Taste of Country Nights On Demand. Don't forget to give us a rating, a like, a subscribe. It all helps us out. Taste of Country Nights. Evan Paul here with Little Big Town. What's happening? What's going on, man? Man, it's good to see you guys. Yeah. Congrats on Group of the Year nomination for the CMA. Thank you. Thank you. you. That's exciting. Yeah, so I gotta ask, does it mean something different to get the nomination like at this point in your career? It's always nice. It means yeah, I mean, different, I don't know, but it means it means everything to us. It's it's nice. Yeah, it's really nice. If we, I feel like I'm really close to Karen, so I'm getting out because I feel like I have coffee breath. Yeah. <laughs> and you looked at me, so I felt like I had to answer. But <laughs> Karen did. Ma- she mentioned that to me before about the coffee breath. Yeah. Um, where were you guys when you found out you got the nomination, each of you? Uh, I was oh. about to jump in the shower. I was at their house. Yeah, yeah we got a text, um, and. Yeah, you always get like, oh, I can't pay attention to that, you know, and then you hope that you get the text, you know, but um, yeah, we're we're very grateful. Um, a few artists are starting to get away from like the art of album making and, try, you know, going into like singles and streams and stuff like that. But you guys seem to prioritize albums. Uh, Mr. Sun proves that. Why is album making important to you guys? It's a body of work that lives with each other, lives together. And, and then it, it, when you listen to it later in the years gone by or whatever, I feel like it captures something, mm-hmm. a moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a, one song just doesn't do that. You know, um, I mean, I listen, we love we love that that process as well. of Like mm-hmm. finding the one song mm-hmm. that connects with people. But there's something about just a whole collection that represents a time in an artist's life or in the listeners in the fans life mm-hmm. of like, wow, this album meant something to me then, you know. That's true, because when you go back, as you get older, the only thing you have is the nostalgia yeah. of like albums, and you're, oh man, this is where I was in '98. When the, yeah. that's, that's a yeah. very good point. We yeah. still relate to that so deeply, you know. Yeah, we resonate with that. Uh, which little big town member wants to push the band furthest sonically? <laughs> All of us. <laughs> which one's always leaning back it's more traditional? Man, it's interesting because. I think that I'm gonna get you in front. Okay, of <laughs> hi. Um, I think we all kind of sway together. Yeah, we have something that we've called our collective gut for 20 years now, and it feels like we just kind of all sway together. And I mean, I really don't feel like we have anybody who pushes us one direction or the other. We just kind of all jump in, and yeah, it, it kind of 
it kind of um, it's an ebb and flow. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. an ebb and flow, and it kind of creates itself as we go. It was really exciting to mix this record in Atmos surround sound this time, and do and hear things in a different way that we have never heard before. We've heard it other records, you know, that they were experimenting and mixing in this way, but to do Mr. Sun in this uh, capacity was just wonderful to hear it that way, and it's really refreshing. Do you have to have, like, special equipment to hear it that way, or how's that work? Yeah, yeah. you have to have, like, a 22-speaker set up, you know, but it's it's crazy to hear. We weren't thinking about uh-huh. the record being mixed like that. when We, were, we weren't making the record going, oh, it would be cool if mm-hmm. the, you know, conga drum was back here, you know, or <laughs> the tambourine was uh, up in the That's sky so or whatever. Cool, yeah. But they can mix it like that, you know, and so you get to, it's very immersive when you're listening. Um and and yeah, it's it's becoming, you know, it's it's one of those new formats. Like every time, it's like we go from mm-hmm. vinyl and cassettes and yeah. and CDs, and then none of us ever thought anything would replace a CD. You know? right. Here yeah. we are, right. yeah. and people are going back to cassettes and vinyl, and now people want to listen, you know, in um, spatial rooms or on spatial headphones. So yeah. it's it's cool. It any way to experience music is. Just good for the soul. Mm-hmm. You guys never had anything come out on a cassette, did you? <laughs> oh, have I no, we no, I think we, we were we were post cassette CD. We were yeah. CD for sure. Yeah, but we I am just, having we, to think about it. I'm like, we just we, we just <laughs> missed the cassette. Been, <laughs> I think okay. we just missed it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, whiskey colored eyes kind of yeah. gives me like an Eagles vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Did you like what were you listening to when you guys started to record maybe that song or the album and what what gave you that kind of vibe? I, I think that's just those um, harmonies, right? harmonies and yeah. bands uh, from back in the day that we just loved. And th- when that's in your bones, it just kind of comes out, I think. And we wrote that song with um, Josh Osborne and uh, Shane McAnally and, yeah, out on the road, didn't we? Yeah. and. I think the lyric and the melody kind of just lends itself to that. To that like kind of vibe. Harmonies. That, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That sound in that 12 string guitar. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've always loved that kind of thing. Um, and then song back. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like uh, Scotty McCreary's Damn Straight. Oh, yeah. it's, like, wow. it's totally different, but it like reminds me of that. What's the story of that song? <laughs> that was Karen and I wrote that mm-hmm. with. Yeah, with Ty, Ty Clark, this and, gang of of lovely humans that we write yeah. with occasionally, Sarah Hayes and Jason, Jason Signs. Um, and I, we were talking, Jimmy. I didn't know that Jimmy had written that title down in like his notebook or something. And I, I was asking them about an artist that had cut a song of mine, and I said, "Do you think it's going to make her record?" And they were like, "I'm not sure." And I said, "Well, I want my song back then." And um, and they were laughing, and then Jimmy was like. Jason said, that's a great title. And Jimmy said, I wrote that title down. So, I was, and yeah, and it was like, what if, what if it was about this? Like, what if in a relationship you lost your favorite song because it, that was your song with him? So that kind of just, and I looked and I had written that title down in 2012. That's amazing. Which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. That, that just kind of pops up again. That's so cool, somewhere. man. So that's that's what's living, so cool about being Living creative. out that yeah. idea of like, you know, you fall in love to songs and they were your songs with someone. And then when you break up, you kind of feel like you lost. Yeah. yeah I can't, that doesn't sound the same to me yeah. anymore. It's yeah. different. It could I, go know, a I lot. just thought it was a cool concept. 
Yeah, it's and damn straight obviously reminds me of that, but there's a lot of things that remind me of that, like Tim McGraw 7500 OBO, where they're, you're trying to get rid of a truck because it has a bad memory, yeah, and things yeah. like that. When, when you guys come up with these ideas, because country music has like the best puns, yeah, I, <laughs> when you guys come up with one, how do you run it through the gamut of this is good or because a pun can go either way, it can either <laughs> yeah, be really can. good or really silly, yeah. yeah. I think, well, th- there was a lot of people in that writing session, so when we got the okay of like all of us were like this is a cool idea um then you you know you're on to something yeah it, yeah. it passed through the filter yeah <laughs> when it's going through that many people mm-hmm. um we did some uh we're doing research on hit songs that other artists almost recorded we found uh little big town had american kids on hold yeah. <laughs> kenny chesney yep. uh why'd y'all let that one go it's like wearing somebody else's shoes <laughs> It didn't fit. You yeah, know. like we we even kind of worked on it in the studio. Um, we were kind of in the process of trying to figure that out mm-hmm. with the song, and it at that point just wasn't feeling right. And it's perfect. For and Kenny. we had we had heard that Kenny really wanted that song, and I I think as soon as we heard that, we could envision him mm-hmm. singing we're like, it. That's, like, that sounds that like him. like a Kenny uh-huh. Chesney song, yeah. you know. So. And some people would say, "Well, y'all are stupid for doing <laughs> for doing that." But I don't know. We just follow our guts on on gut on things like that. It it was it was interesting to watch it fly up the charts though. And, <laughs> and they were like, like what? Maybe we should have, what do we do? Are there any other ones that oh, like yeah. that? Oh, oh my yeah. I, the the first one that comes to mind was um, back. I don't what year was it when. Um, Leave the pieces. Leave the pieces from um, the records. The the records. records. And it went number one, but we we had cut that three times probably, and we wanted it to be a single. And our then label, which I won't name, um, had it, and it sounded great. And they were like. I don't know if this is the song. And, Dang, somebody's uh, missing out on a steak you know, dinner. They had another one that they've messed up. Was that Rascal Flatts had a big hit? What hurts? Oh uh, yeah, we had that one. Well, too. we we we, we that lost was, that one. We lost a different that one. Yeah, from the anyway. writers. <laughs> Not from when we lost our record deal. Yes. There you go. We lost that one. Yeah. But um, they got their song back. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, sometimes you you just sometimes you miss it. And then other times things, timing doesn't work out. Yeah. You know? um, we asked Dan and Shay this. Um, are, were there other, was there ever another name that you guys almost went by other than Little Big Town? No. I, <laughs> not any, not a, like, there were no serious contenders mm-hmm. until no. we heard that one. And there were, we were a like, lot. That felt right. Yeah, a lot thrown out. But none that we ever. We almost went with Finnegan's Bell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we would have been. That, that, was, that was, was a very successful Irish band. <laughs> that was that was one of Phyllis' suggestions. We were like, bro. Put, I just watched a movie put, and put had down that the in <laughs> Um, What are some things on your backstage tour rider? Dr Pepper. Yeah, <laughs> that's a must. Uh, uh, goodness. And huh? the whiskey. We're not very high maintenance. We well, like some of us are. Well. <laughs> Phillips Rider is probably the most extensive on his bus. Let's go. Let's hear it. He likes all of his like snacky things. I need my snacks. He needs his snacks and he likes to make snacks at night. I like to you eat, know. Uh, I like to make my own foods. Yeah. So like he might literally be cooking a steak on his bus. And, yeah, for real. For real. And um, 
Yeah, but like, be lucky charms. <laughs> yeah, might be pretty pebbles. And the kids, the kids have their own requests. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, like they mm-hmm. they like certain cereals. Is that fun for the kids to be able to uh, add yeah. the stuff to the rider? We, don't, oh, we well, try we not don't to let, let them, them know, know that. that. Dolly, no. Dolly, Kimberly's youngest, uh, likes to come on our bus because we have a snack drawer. Oh, she can reach it. She yeah. can get yeah. little lollipops. She loves coming to the snacks. Both of their buses to get their snacks. I'm going to Phillip's bus. <laughs> I'm going for supper. Well, thank you guys for a great album, Mr. Son. Thank you all thank for a great you. interview. Appreciate you guys. Good thank to see you. you. Good to see you, man. Yeah, thank you. And after the interviews, we bring in Billy Dukes from behind the camera to kind of talk about what just happened. What do you got, man? Little Big Town surprises me a little bit because they have been around for 20 years. Here's kind of some bona fides on them, the numbers. They have 10 albums in 20 years uh, through three different record labels, 10 top 10 singles. No, check that. Eight top 10 singles and just two number one singles. Doesn't it seem like they've done... They've been so much more successful. It has. Yeah. And what's crazy to me is they're successful in their own right that they've been a band for that long. Like think about being together that right. long and all the things that could have and couldn't have happened. Aren't, aren't they married? One of them, they're Jimmy them. And, and, and Karen are married. Yep. Yeah. But I definitely thought they had more number ones than that. I would call them a borderline Hall of Fame act. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I think. And I, I don't know. That a lot of people in the industry would necessarily disagree with me strongly. Like, I feel like they've been extremely influential and in, in with groups and how country music has turned. But they always they haven't always had the radio success to go along with it, I think. But they're proven that they're they have staying power. They're still getting nominated for CMAs and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, they're staying relevant. You know, they're doing a good job of that. Yeah, they're, they're one of my favorite groups and they're always fun to talk to. I think we made some news in this interview. Evan, when you talk to them a little bit about uh, the songs that they passed on, like passing on the Wreckers, Leave the Pieces. Yeah, that was big. Yeah, yeah. Because that was like the big one from the Wreckers album, wasn't it? It was their, really their only hit. Like people sort of idolize the Wreckers and they have this like affection for Jessica Harp and Michelle Branch and country music circles. It's really because of that song. Yeah. And then the album. Um, Karen was nice enough not to call out the label. I will. It was Equity Records. That's who kind of kicked it up for him. <laughs> what happened to Equity Records? Who who lasted longer, them or Little Big Town? Little Big Town. <laughs> yeah. Equity Records was Clint Black's record label. Okay. Um, to some degree. He was affiliated with it, and he was a part of it, and there were some other artists. And Little Big Town had a little bit of success on that record label. But then they went to Capitol Records, which is where they've had like the bulk of their success. Did they have any top tens under the Equity Records? That is a good question. They released one, two studio albums, The Road to Here and A Place to Land. Oh, well, the big song for them off of that label was Boondocks. Oh, okay, yeah. That was only a number nine charter, though. Wow, we I still play that yeah. on Taste of Country Nights. Bring It On Home was another big one. That was the top five. And then they had a couple of others, and I think when by the time they got to Little White Church, which was their next top ten, that was part of their deal uh, with Capital. But like, I like their song "You Look Good" with all the trumpets and stuff, and like to me, that should have been a number one song. And I, yeah, I don't, yeah, L- uh, Little Big Town did not sing "You Look Good." Oh, Lady A. I get them uh, confused all the time. I, I don't know that you're alone there. Like I, there is kind of some similarities, and I think Little Big Town definitely opened up doors. Don't they have a trumpet radio. song, Little Big Town? 
Yes, they have a few of them. They have um, that song. Did it? Oh, the wine, beer, whiskey was a trumpet song. Um, I think they had some horns and some other songs off the Tornado album as well. Like they had some really kind of moody, sort of just some different kind of soundscapes yeah. that they put together. That's why I say they're so influential in borderline Hall of Fame is yeah. because they they allowed bands like Lady A to do things like they did. Yeah, good save. Thank you for saving me on that. Uh, also, Pontoon, like, yes. huge song that still gets played. So they have kind of like era songs. Like, there's an era to Pontoon and Boondocks. Like, those are songs that people would bring up, like, from past eras in country music. And, and those weren't number ones? Pontoon was a number one. That's one of their two. Uh, the other one is Better Man, the song that Taylor Swift wrote and Hand I like that one. Him. That makes sense. But the other one, I think maybe that would be like an era song would be Girl Crush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That peaked inside the top five. Remember when that was a whole deal? Yes. Like people like kind of misconstrued the meaning of it. Right. I mean, that's just because people, I mean, they, they ask you to li- listen a little bit more closely than your typical song on the radio. So if you just hear Girl Crush, you're like, wow. Right. Maybe. But, but if you listen to the lyrics, you realize it's really a, a clever Wordplay. Like, that was an epic song. Like, you're oh. right. Like, that song will be one that people are play for their kids. Like, wow, this, like, that'll be one that people play for their kids saying, like, this was a time, like, prohibition. This was edgy on the radio, yeah. you know? I think if you were to make a list of songs that defined the 21st century in country music, you would have to include Girl Crush. Like, that's up there. That's, like, top 20 of the, of the century. Agreed. The first 20 years of the century. Yeah. Anyway, for me. I agree with you on that. Um... Another note I thought was the what hurts the most that they had what hurts the most because that yeah. was I mean that song really allowed Rascal Flatts their career to take off back in 2003 but Little Big Town was between their first and second record label and had gotten dropped kind of a little interesting insight into how artists lose songs they got dropped so the songwriters were like we're going to be taking that taking song that away yeah. right and then American Kids which we already mm-hmm. knew from Kenny like that is very interesting to me that that stuff, like who made the call that they were going to pass on that? I would guess it was probably the four of them. Like maybe they consulted with their management, but at that point of their career, I don't know. They were probably big enough to make the call themselves, I would think. Does Rascal Flats like 20 years later send them a thank you note? Like, thank you guys for passing on this? Maybe you, you send them a box of steaks. <laughs> Or something. I mean, there's something nice there, don't you think? That's what I would do, yeah. yeah. It'd, be the, it'd be the nice thing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you mentioned this at the, the beginning of the interview about how they kind of make albums. And this album, Mr. Sun, is really interesting to me. I don't listen to this album and hear necessarily a song that pops out as like, oh, that's going to be a number one or that's going to be a top five radio hit. But the whole album is like a really mellow, pretty pleasing listen. Uh, and there's not a lot of artists making albums, but there's even fewer outlets doing like album reviews. That's kind of died with the album, which is kind of a shame. Yeah. While you were saying that, I was just trying to think of like the last album I've listened to, like not for work that I've like fully listened to. And it's man, it's been a while. It's been a while. Sometimes I'll dial things up on Spotify and just listen to a whole album from, from top to finish. But I don't know that I'm necessarily just tuned in to each song and, and feeling all those emotions like maybe I once did. Do you think that them doing that will affect the popularity of this album by not having like a clear cut few singles? Well, yes. Yes. I, I don't know necessarily without a huge hit, so to speak, the, it'll be like a, 
a platinum album or a gold album. And I could be wrong, certainly, but um, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I, I also think that they're delivering what their core listeners wants. Their P1s, as you call them in the radio world. Yeah. You know, they want that experience, that full album experience. That makes sense. So they're speaking to those people. I also wish I had the sound setup that they were talking about to hear it in like Dolby 800 speakers. Right. That yeah. sounds like it would be sweet. Yeah, it sounds so good in a $100,000 stereo system. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, I, I kind of, I mean, what do they call that? Is that spatial audio? I, I think so. Bill Gates will enjoy the album. Yeah, I, I've heard people talk about that. And like, often we'll get like press releases like, oh, it's like a, this album released in spatial, spatial audio. audio. I had no idea what it was. Yeah, like, can I get that on my phone? <laughs> you might as well. This is this album sounds great on the moon. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I mean, who, who, who cares? Like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. over my head. Like, yeah, I get that there's people that have those systems. Yeah. Well, those aren't my kind of people necessarily. Yeah. That have like a, a fifty thousand dollar stereo system where they can. 27 different speakers. Yeah, like, what is that? My kids would break half of those within the first week. <laughs> right. And then you won't the be able to hear off. the trumpets. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, just... <laughs> you know what I want? Is, like, this album was voted best through earbuds while your kids are screaming at you cooking dinner. That I like album, that. Yeah. That's the album that I think people need to... <laughs> that should be a new award at the CMAs. Yeah, yeah like best that. chaos album. Well, thank you so much for listening to Taste of Country Nights On Demand uh, with Evan Paul. We are live on 115 radio stations Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to midnight. You can stream us on tasteofcountry.com or on your Taste of Country app. And Taste of Country Nights On Demand is part of the Town Square Media Podcast Network work.